Do you suffer from bloating, constipation, diarrhea, stomach pain, skin rashes, joint pain, or you just feel like crap after you overeat? Yes? You might have a little sensitivity to gluten, or at least we'll figure that out today. This is the Game of Food. This is the Game of Food. We're helping real people get real results with delicious food. Real Real food. Live from Spencer's home studio, podcasting to the world. This is Game of Food. And here's your host, Spencer Frederick. Today we're talking about gluten. So why am I talking about gluten? Well, there was a client, uh, her daughter just learned that she has to lead a gluten-free life and it's been a big transition for her. I've been reading her uh, Facebook updates and it it just uh, got my brain jogging and I wanted to make an episode about gluten because I think it's misunderstood and I want to give you more awareness around it and I want to figure out if you have a sensitivity. I'm also going to be sharing if I have a sensitivity and what I experience when I maybe have too much gluten or if I have a flare-up, so I have flare-up, so to speak. So that's why I'm talking about it today is one, I have a client who's uh, helping her daughter transition and I want you to figure out if maybe you have a little bit of a gluten sensitivity because... I think, this is just my opinion, I think there is a lot more people with a gluten sensitivity than what we think. But let's dive into it today. What is gluten? What is gluten? So gluten is a protein that is found in wheat, rye, and barley, typically like flours that we use to make certain foods. And I'm going to get into which foods have gluten, but it is that protein that we have sensitivity to. So when somebody goes gluten-free, they can't have like a regular muffin. They have to have a gluten-free muffin, but what changes between a normal muffin and a gluten-free muffin, it is the flour used so that they have as limited or zero amounts of that protein in that muffin. Now, what what kind of stinks is sometimes gluten-free options, they, they still taste good, but sometimes it's a texture thing. It's really, really big on texture, okay? Because regular like wheat flour... Uh, makes great texture desserts and breads and stuff like that. When you have to use these other flours that are gluten-free and these other ingredients that are gluten-free, it kind of messes with the texture. It can make it dry. It can make it hard. It can make it kind of loose because the protein in these flours that we use, it helps hold everything together. So like, think of like a guy making pizza. Have you ever seen it where they have the pizza dough and then they're like tossing it in the air so that they can like spread it out into a circle pizza shape because they're making the pizza crust. You know what I mean? I don't know if they make that noise, but (laughs) they throw it in the air and it's like pretty cool. And uh, that what's holding it together though? It is that protein. It is that protein in the flour that's holding it together. Now, if you didn't have that protein, it would just be a a runny mush. And so the guy would go to throw the dough and it would just splatter all over the wall or something. Or or like you go to make like a a batter for muffins uh, and it's just like too watery to really make a great muffin. And so that's why we have gluten in our foods so that we can hold some of these foods together. Okay, now what foods are like high in gluten or common ones where people have sensitivities? Beer is like number one. Uh, It's number one on the list I look up. It's actually number one for me as well. So beer is number one because you use barley to make beer. Breads, all breads, cakes, pies, 
cereals, crackers, cookies, pancakes. I also, like I just said, I said crackers. There's also pizza. I just talked about that one. Salad dressing, soy sauce. So it's not just like desserts and like carb sources because nobody like... Nobody has soy sauce and like, oh, I had a carb source, you know, a carb source today. You know, also barbecue sauce. So like gluten is sneaky. Gluten is everywhere. And if you're eating a lot of carbohydrates and you're not really paying attention to if, if uh, they're gluten-free or not, then this is when you can develop a sensitivity, which is the next thing I'm going to talk about before I share my own story about possibly some sensitivities that I have. There are, in my opinion, different degrees of gluten sensitivity. The strong ones are people with like ulcerative colitis, Crohn's, and and people that might have similar symptoms. So like when they eat gluten, they have a very strong reaction, okay? They have flare-ups. They experience stomach pain, instant diarrhea, constipation, bloating, stuff like that. I do think there's people with like mild symptoms. And then I do personally think that there's people with uh, slight little tiny symptoms. And the reason I say that is because I get this question a lot from clients. Like, hey, I overate, I had this food and that food, and I'm not feeling very good. I am overly bloated. I am this, I am that. And they start describing symptoms. And these are symptoms that you shouldn't have. You wouldn't have, but you had so many foods that have this gluten. That's why you're bloated and feeling terrible and stuff like that. I mean, think about a night where you binge on on pizza and beer. That's a very common, you know, like weekend food. But both of those are, are big gluten options. You have the pizza dough and then you have the beer like I talked talked about with barley. And so my point, why I'm stopping and saying that is because I think there are different degrees of sensitivities. I think I have, I'm more of a light sensitivity to gluten. So I can usually eat all those foods except for one, beer. And this is new for me. So I've been able to eat all those foods fine for like most of my life. And then as of recent, call it like the last like eight years, I started to have some digestional stuff. And, uh, you know, I think it's related to multiple things, but I would say gluten, avoiding gluten helps me heal when I'm having some of those symptoms. Okay, the common symptoms that I deal with, and this is different for everybody. So just because my symptoms are bloating, I get constipated and I have stomach pain doesn't mean that you're going to respond that way. That's how I respond. And so the story I'll tell about mine is beer is the worst for me. And I don't like drink a lot of beer, but but uh, I used to be able to drink it and nothing would happen. I'd, I'd feel fine. It was just like, I don't know, drinking water. There would be, you know, no digestional response. And then I'm going to call it like seven, eight years ago, I would drink beer and instantaneously feel like shit. Instantaneously. I would, I would, I would literally have, there, this has happened in my life a few times. I would have one or two sips of beer of any kind and instantly feel bloated like I ate a turkey dinner. Isn't that crazy? Like two tiny, just little sips shouldn't bloat me up and it did. And that's when I knew something was wrong. And uh, so I'd have a night where I'd, I'd have a little bit of beer or something like that. And then for the next like week or two weeks or longer, I would be constipated, like I couldn't go. There was there was a couple times in my life where I couldn't go number two for like two weeks solid. And I'm like, okay, I need to analyze my food. And so that's what I did. And so I made the switch recently to, I have to drink seltzers or mixed drinks if I have alcohol or wine is actually okay. 
Now, some of those might actually have a little bit of gluten on them, depending on how, gluten in them, I should say, depending on how they make them. So I still have to watch out a little bit, but beer is the worst and it is my number one sensitivity. So that I had to make that switch over and I, and I felt so much better making that switch over. I also, and maybe you guys can relate to this, I do a good job with my nutrition most of the time. I control my portions, I control my snacks, I control my carbohydrate sources. I know how many carbs I'm eating every day, every week, okay? But if I have, if I fall off track, and and when you guys are probably like me, when I fall off track and when you fall off track, what do we eat? Well, we're eating pizza, we're eating cake, we're eating cookies. These are all like gluten sources. And so I, I fall off track and for a few days, it's fine. I feel fine, nothing's wrong. But then after a week, after two weeks, after consistently eating these foods that are high in gluten, I start to have some of these symptoms. Bloating, constipation, stomach pain. I just start feeling like crap eating these foods. And that is that is the definition of a sensitivity. So we can develop a sensitivity to anything. It's, it, it, it's kind of like, think of a poison. Like we could probably eat a little bit of rat poison, but we can't like overdose on it or probably kill us. It's the same with gluten in my opinion. I personally think that I can have a little bit of gluten every single day of my life, but when I start to overdo it day after day, consistently, meal after meal, that's when I start feeling the worst. And I think a lot of you are actually like that because, you know, put yourself in my shoes, I get on the phone with people and they're like, I just haven't felt like this. I've been eating like crap for three months and the longer I eat like this, the worse I feel. And then they describe some of these symptoms. And then here's the kicker on top of this, on top of feeling like crap, bloating, diarrhea, constipation, whatever it is, it can affect you mentally because it brings you down. You start feeling like crap inside. You're not getting as good as sleep. It it starts affecting your mood. And then you're, you're thinking you have anxiety, depression, and like it's full circle. All of this stuff is linked. And so that's kind of my story that I think you guys can relate to. I'm kind of like a middle ground. You know, there's people that probably have zero sensitivity to gluten. I'm kind of in the middle where I usually have zero, but then if I start to overdo it, I I really start to feel it and I have these bad flare-ups. So let's wrap this up. The only reason I made this episode is to help you understand gluten. So if there's anybody in your life that goes gluten-free, you understand. Or if there's ever a time where you start to fall off track and you wonder why you have some of these symptoms that don't seem to go away, well, maybe you fall under this category that you need to keep an eye on gluten. That's what I want to do is give you some awareness so that you can be paying attention to it. I'm not saying you can't have these foods, but I want you to start paying attention to it. Like, man, when I fall off track, do I have a lot of gluten? And how do I feel afterwards? Write it down. You know, I ate this food and and this is how I feel. I'm not saying you can't eat this food. Just write down how you feel and then like look at your log. You know, look at at your little food diary or whatever on how you feel. It could give you a lot of information on some foods that might be, you know, making your life miserable. And I made this episode because I think more people have sensitivities than they think. So if you really want to feel better and you can relate to what I talked about today and some of the symptoms, maybe you should take a couple of days and avoid gluten and see how you feel. And here's what the surprising thing is. When I have our clients try a couple couple of days consistently without gluten, their feedback is exactly the same. And they talk about how good they feel. 
and they thank me for kind of pushing them towards gluten-free for a few days and, and kind of kicking it out for a little while. So maybe give it a try. I hope this helps. Spencer, signing off.